Good morning, good morning. We are dancing in with Soul Makasa, Mano Dibango. This is Charlotte Farrell, your own sister C, right here in the place to be, CJSF Radio 90.1, with your Friday Speak Up show. Have we got a treat in store for you? This is Charlotte Farrell, your own sister C, here at the place to be, CJSF Radio 90.1 in Burnaby. Today's treat is a recorded discussion of the way yet another event, the Multiple Myeloma March by Myeloma Canada, the way it's pivoted due to safe distancing. My special guest is Reverend Dr. Phil Harbridge, a retired high school teacher who ran over 20 marathons in his life until he was diagnosed with multiple myeloma at the prime age of 57 but he's persevered to become not only a survivor, but a peer support leader for others. I'm welcoming now Reverend Phil to tell us more about your phenomenal background and what has led you to be an ardent supporter of the Multiple Myeloma March. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. I'm uh, I'm honored to be here uh, and to share a little awareness about uh, multiple myeloma. Um, you want me to tell a little bit about myself, did you say? Yes, that would be yeah. wonderful. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I have uh, worked with uh, young ad- youth and young adults for most of my career, uh, either in a uh, church setting as a pastor, youth pastor, or uh, as a high school teacher. And uh, I've always enjoyed young people. They keep me young and uh, just the energy and so forth. Um, I've done a lot of running and I've led a lot of uh, marathon clinics through the run-in in Caresdale in, uh, and uh, uh, the Twasson store as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess the, the running sort of tipped me off a little bit about this diagnosis that I got in early 2019. Um, I guess at the outset, the, what should be said is that there's no healthy woman or man that should be anemic and, uh, uh, that's what was kind of a one of the initial things. I I also fell on a run, which I don't usually do, but I fell and I broke a rib, um, which it wasn't that it was just a stumble, and uh, I broke a rib. So, um, you know, bone fragility. I had back pain, and then uh, this uh, anemia uh, I was diagnosed with, and uh, it sort of one thing led to another, and I was quickly. Uh, referred to Dr. Song at uh, Vancouver General Hospital, and uh, he diagnosed in early February uh, that I had multiple myeloma. A lot of people confuse that with uh, melanoma, which is a skin cancer, but myeloma is a blood cancer. Um, relatively unknown. I, I think the average person would not know what it's all about. I've uh, never heard of it, but uh, it's the second leading blood cancer behind leukemia. And uh, Although it's treatable, there is no cure. Um, and so, yeah, it affected my life. Uh, it makes you, you know, realize that, yeah, we have a clock ticking on our life uh, and you're a little more aware of things. Uh, I think I was a little more grateful for each and every day and just, you know, different uh, blessings in, in my life. But uh, yeah, I'm a, a husband to Kay, and we have two daughters, two grown daughters, and uh, have a son-in-law, and uh, a new granddaughter as of February. Um, So that's our family, um, and a little bit about me. Wow. 
those are some wonderful things that we will delve in a little bit more. But as you mentioned that uh, this is a very prevalent cancer, but not many people know about it. What's happening Sunday that's going to help a lot of people to know more and find ways of supporting efforts? Yeah, yeah um, that's a great question. This Sunday, um, Myeloma Canada, which is the, really the, the place, the organization that helps myeloma patients um, in Canada, it, it's so well connected and, and uh, diverse and, uh, and active. But one of the things they do to raise funds is to do um, a myeloma march. And it, it just, it raises funds for awareness and education and research and, and uh, advocacy. Um, and uh, uh, Myeloma Canada does marches in, in all the cities pretty much across Canada from Nanaimo to Newfoundland. And this coming Sunday, October the 18th, is the Vancouver uh, Multiple Myeloma March. And it, it raises funds, um, like I said, for Myeloma Canada. This particular march is unique in that um, all of the funds raised for this particular one, this, the Vancouver one, will stay in Vancouver, will stay in uh, BC because it's going for a, uh, a very unique and uh, groundbreaking uh, research, pro or yeah, I guess a research initiative by Dr. Uh, Kuchenbauer um, out of BC Cancer and UBC and the Terry Fox Institute uh, for multiple myeloma. So it's uh, it's a five kilometer walk, and uh, unlike previous years where we would all get together and we could march together the the five k, it's going to be in sort of family pods or or sort of uh, family and friends groups, smaller ones and all different communities across the Lower Mainland. So- It's kind um, of supporting that safe distancing where they talk about if you have a cluster of five that you are used to doing things with, then this is something that your cluster could, as a family or cluster of neighbors or friends yeah. could do. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And uh, um, uh, I think there'll be more awareness if there's you know these groups, these clusters, these bubbles of people walking all over the Lower Mainland in different communities. Um, if you see people walking like that in, in groups that are wearing red, um, which is the color for uh, multiple myeloma, uh, and uh, you'll know probably that that's, that's a group that's raising some funds uh, for this great initiative. So, yeah. And what is the fundraising goal? Do you know what the goal is? Yeah, well, the goal in general for Myeloma Canada is... Uh, uh, 650,000 uh, for, for Myeloma Canada, across Canada. Um, and we're, we're shy of that. The, the pandemic has affected that. Um, but we're also shy on the Vancouver one. The Vancouver goal is uh, uh, 60,000. And we're at about halfway. Um, so it's, it's affected. Uh, and I understand that. Um, but it would be nice to be able to reach our goal of 60,000 for the Vancouver March. Yeah. How would someone uh, find out about how to get involved? Yeah, the uh, yeah, and there's different ways. Um, the again, the the Myeloma Canada they have a website www.myeloma.ca. Um, Hold on a minute, somebody's getting their pin, and you have to spill it for them. Oh sure, <laughs> that's awesome. I know because it's 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 confusing sometimes, right? It's not melanoma, uh, which is important too, but uh, myeloma. So M Y uh, E L O M A 
myloma.ca. Uh, uh, that uh, will take you to the site that, you know, if you're a myeloma uh, person living with myeloma, you'll, you'll oh, there's tons of resources there and helpful stuff. But if you're interested in, um, and, and I really encourage people to, to get involved to support in some way, um, there's a, there's a link there you can click on for the March and then it'll take you to which city do you want to, you know, be a, a part of, um, or look into and there'll, there'll be a, a link there for the Vancouver March. And, uh, um, you can see how all the other cities are done. We're one of the later ones in the year. Um, a lot of the other ones in Canada have already happened, but the Vancouver one is this Sunday. And uh, yeah, so my www.myloma.ca, and then it'll take you to a place where you can click on the march. Yeah. I like if people don't have time to get a t-shirt, they've got a red shirt or red jacket that they can yeah. wear to just connect. Yeah, anything, um, a hat, a, a jacket, anything. Um, oftentimes at our marches, we would give out uh, uh, a big red flower or something, just something red that uh, that you can wear. That uh, It's just that connection, that color connection for uh, a blood cancer. And uh, so it's, um, yeah, solidarity. And there really is, with nine Canadians a day diagnosed with multiple myeloma, um, it's becoming much more prevalent. And um, I have to tell you, Charlotte, there are more people walking around Canada that have this than they don't realize it. And uh, so it really needs to be something that uh, we're much more aware of. Okay, well, after this song about connecting and being supportive, we're going to talk a little bit more about what the disease is, what this condition is, so that people can understand it more. You got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from a nice warm bed, you just remember what your old pal says. Yeah, you That song gives me gives us hope and will help many of us to find a way that we could be supportive of this myeloma march on Sunday. I'm Charlotte Farrell, your own sister C here at the place to be CJSF.
Radio 90.1. And I am going to return you to listening to our guest today, who is uh, a doctor in theology, has been involved with youth, and is a survivor of multiple myeloma. He's Dr. Phil Harbridge. And doctor, tell us <laughs> more about uh, the disease, the progression, what it's actually, what's actually happening in the body. Yeah, you bet. Um, I'll do it from a from a, uh, a lay point of view. I'm not a doctor, uh, a medical doctor, <laughs> uh, or an oncologist, but from what I know, and I've read a fair bit about it. Um, really, it's a um, it's uh, plasma cells that are in the bone marrow um, have gone rogue. They've they've gone cancerous and. Uh, the precancerous form of multiple myeloma is called uh, MGUS. It's a, it's a sort of a benign uh, form of this, and it can stay like that for quite a while, uh, but it frequently progresses to the cancerous form, which is multiple myeloma. Um, these plasma cells that have gone cancerous, they do two things. Um, they attach themselves to the bone. Uh, they're already in the bone marrow, but inside the, the bone, they're, they're connecting to the to the bone, uh, and they multiply. Um, and that affects the body in two ways. It, it, these uh, plasma cells, as they multiply, they start chewing away, I guess, in a sense, at the bone. They start thinning the bone and, um, and wearing it down um, to the point where they get these, they call them punch outs um, or thin spots uh, where the bone is becoming brittle. And, um, and you can have several of these things like Swiss cheese almost in your, in your bones. Um, you can you can have multiple myeloma and not have these things. Um, everybody's myeloma seems to be somewhat different, but uh, typically this is the case. The other thing that they do is they multiply um, a lot, and so as these cancer cells in the bone marrow are multiplying, they're squeezing out. Um, they're leaving no room for good red blood cells and white blood cells and so forth um, to to sort of move about, um, and so. Typically, because red blood cells carry oxygen and there's less and less space for them in the, in the bones, um, a person living with myeloma will become much more tired. Uh, in my case, I was, I've done, and I still try to do a fair bit of running, um, but I was used to running a lot and I could tell right away I was not, not getting my breath. And uh, I thought it was because I wasn't training enough or you know, doing enough uh, running. And I didn't realize that it was because I just wasn't getting enough oxygen through um, the bloodstream because um, these myeloma cells were, were crowding it out. So that's kind of what happens. Um, typically, uh, well, the two, the, the two main things that uh, are uh, typical of diagnosis is that a person is anemic and if they have back pain, um, uh, the the myeloma will sort of manifest itself in a lot of the, um, the, the ribs um, and the back. Um, and people will typically get fractures of the spine or other bones um, that will lead doctors to, to sort of figure out why, why did this happen? And, oh, you have multiple myeloma. Uh, in my case, I had just a single uh, sort of rib fracture. Uh, and I had the back pain and my doctor had noticed that I was uh, uh, a little bit anemic uh, and yet I was a runner, I was healthy. 
Um, and so all of that with the medical team that, that I had around me, they, they know, they discerned that, uh, it was uh, multiple myeloma. So, um, you said yeah. that one of the best things for you that happened was getting that fracture. Yeah. Um, it's weird because I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever stumbled or fallen on a run, but I mean, I've done other things that I thought were, were much more, uh, aggressive, uh, and, uh, you know, jarring or whatever on the body that I could have broken a rib, but this happened and I, it was kind of confusing cause I, I just stumbled and fell and, and I, and a rib broke. And so that led my doctor to sort of prior to telling me that it was a broken rib, we, we did an x-ray and he found that, but then he noticed, you know, all of these things together. Why, why would this happen in a, you know, a healthy person? And it, it sort of led him helpfully down a path that uh, was towards myeloma. And he knew he was aware of multiple myeloma. Um, and uh, it sort of led him on that path to at least getting me diagnosed. And then I was sent to uh, uh, Dr. Song at Vancouver General, uh, where they did a bone marrow biopsy. And that confirms it, that that's where they're going right into the bone marrow. And that's where they can they can finalize the uh, diagnosis. So yeah, it's it, typically a person's fatigue. There's a lot of fatigue. Um, there's, you know, again, these fractures, there's, uh, yeah, you're just not feeling like yourself. Um, and this thing can, this thing can go on because typically the, the average age for a pers uh, person getting this is about 69 or 70 years old. Well, if you get back pain, at 69 or 70 years old, you're probably going to say to yourself, oh, I'm just getting older. Right. Right. And uh, <laughs> um, which is what I did. And I was only 57. And I thought, you know, but the but the lack of air, the lack of breathing, I, I was confused by that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's easily to sort of push it off or, or attribute it to other things. Um, but I'm, I'm encouraging anybody I know that, uh, you know, healthy or maybe not healthy, whatever. Um, that uh, they ask their doctor if they're if they if they hear the word anemic, <laughs> you know, and they're you know they've got a little bit of back pain or anything like that, just get it checked. Now, while it's been said that there's no cure mm -hmm. for this disease, you have gone through way beyond the kind of treatments that you've had have gone beyond what the old diagnosis for. Uh, prognosis was, what are some of the things that gave you hope in some of the, the kinds of, of treatment that a person can look optimistically toward having? Yeah. And there's, uh, I mean, if this was 10 years ago, um, the prognosis would be a fair bit gr more grim um, than what it is today. And that's, that goes to show that if people like, like on a march, a multi-myeloma march, if they contribute or they, they get involved, their, their funds are really going towards uh, like an accelerated possibility of a cure for this particular cancer. So um, even in just a decade, we've come so far in treating this. So um, I had a stem cell transplant in July of uh, 2019 um, after about a four or five months of being on a very aggressive uh, chemotherapy regimen. Um, and that was, that was challenging uh, for some people it, you know, it seems to be a little less challenging for, I found it, maybe I'm a bit more of a wimp or something, but I found it quite challenging. Um, and uh, the, 
the stem cell really is sort of a misnomer. It's the, it's the high dose chemo that really hammers your body. And then the stem cells that they've, um, that they've taken from you or that you've got from another donor um, come back into your, into your system. So that's the transplant um, uh, comes back into your system to rescue your body. Um, and believe me, Charlotte, the, <laughs> your body needs to be rescued. This, this stuff is just brutal. Um, I, I couldn't even move my jaw to talk. I was so worn out and um, all of the numbers go to zero. Your hemoglobin, white blood cells, red blood cells, it just goes down to nothing. And uh, it's, it's really rough. There's, there was a few days I was getting close to giving up the will to live. Now, how important, two things I wanted to ask you about, because people have talked about uh, the role of faith, but also the importance of having a supportive family. How yeah. did those things help you in going through the treatments to yeah. survive? Yeah, um, my wife is a rock. She was with me in all the, uh, the treatments, you know, and sometimes just sitting there, you know, as things drip, 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 you know, and you're, and you're getting these, uh, these drugs and whatnot. Um, I needed to be driven. Um, I live in uh, uh, South Surrey, White Rock, and, uh, but getting treatment in Vancouver. And so I needed to be driven back and forth and uh, um, just helping me, uh, you know, sometimes just get out of bed because I had no strength. Um, so just the practical things of that, but also the, the emotional sort of support of the, of my family and, uh, and friends uh, being encouraging and, um, you know, telling me they're praying for me or thinking about me or um, those kinds of things just help you kind of stay focused and, um, you know, live in one day uh, after the other. On the faith side, and I'm, I have, a, you know, an active faith, um, I, I pray a lot and I believe that, uh, that God doesn't waste pain. I believe that uh, we go through things in our lives, whether it's, you know, multiple myeloma or other cancers or just difficult situations in our lives. And it's not wasted. It's something that is, um, you know, in our lives, not by the act of God, but because we live in a world that's embedded in sin. And uh, it's something where we then uh, acquire the ability to come alongside other people. That's happened for me with other myeloma patients who I've had the, um, the privilege of getting to know and uh, um, just coming alongside and trying to encourage them. Um, and some of them have, you know, 10 years or more as uh, myeloma patients or people living with myeloma and they're encouraging me and back and forth. And so yeah, I think those are, are very important things. You start to realize that, you know, we're all going to die. Um, and uh, I, I think it, it pulls you back into a, an awareness that we need to be grateful, that we can enjoy the sun or a hot cup of coffee um, or, a, a, you know, a warm bed or whatever it is. Like, what can you be grateful for now? And uh, whether it's, faith as in my situation or, you know, your family, your friends that can remind you of those things that helps you stay positive. It makes the drugs work in your system. And <laughs> I, I just think it all is, is very beneficial that way. Yes. We're going to, again, in the musical realm, there are people that have written about 
faith and hope. And mm -hmm. after listening to that, we're going to talk a little bit about um, this I, I picture Mother Eagle. You know, they say they uh, have their wing under the baby and they take it away, put it back <laughs> until it's yeah. able to fly. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about your support group. Okay. For favor, this is my season to reap what I have sown. This is my season for grace, for favor. This is my season to reap what I have sown. I haven't been perfect, but I sure been faithful. See, God's got a purpose, yes, and I know He's evil. I've got a seed in the ground that is blessing, no more stressing. I've got a seed in the ground. Now I'm knowing and it's showing my season for grace, for favor. It only works when we all do it. This is my season to do what? To reap what I have sown. Come on, you say, This is my season for grace. For what else? For favor. This is my season to reap what I have sown. Everything is working together for my good. Say, church, everything is working. Don't feel good, but it's working. Say it again, y'all. In my direction, 
Don't prophesy. I said he's tingling. In whose direction? In my direction. Come on, you ain't no me to say it. You gotta say it. Say it. He's leaning. In my direction. In my direction. Cause this is my season for grace, for favor. This is my season. Come on, y'all. Raise your hand and say, I've got a seed in the ground. Come on, open your mouth and say, I've got a seed. This is Charlotte Farrell, your own sister C, here at the place to be, CJSF Radio 90.1 in Burnaby, or online at cjsf.ca. I am broadcasting from home and sharing with you an interview that I had with a wonderful, wonderful human being, encourager, philanthropist, and survivor of multiple myeloma. He has not only had the support of his friend, friends and family, but moved it forward to be a part of uh, a support group. So, uh, Dr. Phil, could you tell us, and, and he, as he pointed out before, he is uh, a doctor in theology, not a medical doctor. So, Reverend Phil Harbridge, tell us a bit about the myeloma uh, support group in Surrey. Yeah, you bet. Um... Great group. Um, it's a support is a is a key term. It's a group of people living with myeloma and their caregivers, um, their their partner, their spouses that uh, get together once a month um, and uh, encourage each other, share their own personal journeys and struggles and joys and so forth um, with each other. Um, occasionally, we have. Uh, guest speakers, oncologists, um, cancer um, professionals, uh, physiotherapists, whatever, come in and share with us. But it's a it's a caring uh, group of people. Um, and I should say, I, I'm part of the Myeloma Canada uh, Patient Advisory Council that that um, kind of interfaces between support groups. Uh, and Myeloma Canada, we're a, an advisory sort of group to the Myeloma Canada board. Um, so we're all, I'm part of a, a small group that are um, all people living with myeloma that kind of help and uh, support and advise the Myeloma Canada board. Um, across Canada, we have 44 different uh, support groups. Uh, and in BC, we have 11. Um, there's one in Vancouver, just to make it even more local. Um, there's one in Vancouver, there's one in Maple Ridge, and there's the one that I attend in uh, Surrey. Um, there's, there's no secret uh, sauce. I think uh, what it is is just really caring people that come together um, that are on this journey. Um, I've told family and friends that, you know, at one point in my life, I was on this path. 
And then in an instant, I was on a slightly different path. <laughs> and as we get together as people living with myeloma and, and um, you know, our caregivers, their spouses and whatnot, um, there's this understanding, there's this common denominator of the treatments we've been through and the, you know, the struggle and the strain towards diagnosis and then finally a diagnosis. And um, there's a, there's a common ground there in that. Not that we get together and sort of cry on each other's shoulders, but uh, that might be good too. But uh, I think we just try to encourage each other and learn new things about it. Um, there's so much to learn. Um, as I said previously, the, the, the pace at which myeloma research is, is going really leads me to believe, and I'm not just saying this because <laughs> I'm hopeful, really leads me to believe that this could be one of the, um, you know, the first cancers to have a cure. Um, we're, we're that close. Um, and for sure, the treatments are getting even more and more um, specialized and effective. But um, I think, you know, part of the whole journey is to have and be a part of a support group. If somebody's hearing this and has been diagnosed or know someone that's been diagnosed with multiple myeloma, I guarantee you, um, a support group would be a very encouraging, helpful thing, even if you're not an extrovert, um, uh, even if you're, you know, you kind of want to keep your stuff to yourself, the, the, just the, the support and the encouragement of uh, being with other people and learning some new things about it, I, you know, once a month or whatever it is, it's, it's very, very beneficial. So I love the group I'm a part of, and uh, I love to learn about what other groups are doing and uh, finding out, uh, you know, as I interface with other small nurse support group leaders, what they're doing. Um, amazing people that are you know, themselves patients or people living with myeloma and reaching out to others in their area. So, yeah, it's a great, great thing. Yeah, I think, you know, as we mentioned at the first segment, that there's a goal across Canada of raising 650 thousand dollars and then for the Vancouver area sixty thousand uh, dollars you are talking about peer-to-peer -peer support but one of the ways that people uh, who may not have a relative or friend uh, can still be that's dealing with multiple myeloma they mm -hmm. can um, help make research continue to advance by donating through uh, visiting www.myeloma ca. Uh, as Dr. Harbridge has said, the money for research, the money that's raised has gone into the research rather than going into buildings or you yeah. see some campaigns and they've got all kinds of things unrelated. So yeah. I think you have, have said that this has made a difference in the prognosis, mm -hmm. but also uh, in the peer group, I think you get some help for people talking to other family members. In your work with youth, what are some things that people can do in helping a, a young person, a young family member, a young friend deal with a diagnosis like this? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, and it comes out of, you know, it can come out of nowhere. Um, like I said, you know, you're one minute, you're a healthy, um, well, and, and you still are the next, but the, the, you're active, you're doing things. When I was diagnosed and the doctor said to me, you have, uh, you have cancer, you have multiple myeloma. And I looked at myself and I was like, me, I, no, no, what I, but I run marathons, you know, it's like, 
it doesn't matter really. Um, it affects every, really every age group. It affects um, um, every ethnicity. It affects um, uh, male and female. It, it affects every, it, it can affect anybody. Um, and so um, a younger person diagnosed with this and uh, we, you know, the Myeloma Canada does have support groups for younger people living with myeloma. Um, I, I, I think the, the main thing is for them to know that um, it's, a, it's a treatable cancer, which means that, you know, it's a, it's a cycle of uh, remission and then relapse and remission and relapse back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And hopefully the, the treatments last, you know, for quite a while before the relapse. But the cancer never leaves the blood. It never leaves the bone marrow. It's, it's always there. Even if your reading goes down to basically negligible or, you know, zero, it's still there and it comes back um, until we find a cure. Um, and I think that uh, a young person, as I could imagine, you know, if I was that and, and diagnosed with this, if I just knew that, yeah, you have this, but listen, you can live with it. It can be treated. Uh, you know, it still affects your life, but it doesn't mean your life is over. Um, uh, I said to my wife when I was diagnosed, uh, before this, I knew I was going to die. I just didn't know when. Uh, and after the diagnosis, I know I'm going to die and I still don't know when. So nothing has changed, but everything has changed. <laughs> right. And uh, I, I think for a young person, it's, yeah, when you, you don't want to hear that C word. Um, but if it comes, uh, just to know that we're in a far better place today than we were yesterday and tomorrow than we are today. And there's, there's support and there's treatment and you, and you can live through it. Um, um, it's not, it's not a cakewalk. It's not a walk in the park, but it's, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't mean your life is over. Um, so that's, that's real important. Um, you know, when you're looking at this diagnosis. Executive director of Myeloma Canada uh, said fundraising has taken a hit for many organizations, but mm -hmm. with this uh, March that's happening on Sunday, uh, people have an opportunity to do all that they can to increase awareness and uh, donate, encourage others to donate, be visible on the streets and they're, yeah. they're read because uh, more than ever, they're counting on supporters to help them achieve this goal, but not just the goal of the money, but really making a difference, having an impact yeah. on survivability. Yeah, it's, uh, and like we said before, the, uh, the funds from this March in particular will stay in the Lower Mainland. Um, Dr. Kuchenbauer uh, is really studying, you know, why do uh, people living with myeloma, why does it relapse? Why does it come back? And if we can look at that and, you know, I'm not doing it justice, he's way more uh, smart than I am. But looking at like, why is this taking place? And how can we, how can we treat that? So in a very, very tangible way, a dollar raised at this March is staying in uh, Vancouver, in the Lower Mainland, in BC, for research to help patients that are not just here, but really around the world, um, people who are really wanting to look at this. So um, it's kind of, you're making a difference in the world by doing a local uh, five kilometer 
uh, walk or, or just supporting somebody that is, you know, giving, giving a little bit of money that, that will support this. Um, we've heard, you know, people in government who either have it um, or whose parents have had it. Um, you'd be surprised if I listed for you, you know, people uh, who are sort of prominent actors or musicians or whatever, who actually are living with multiple myeloma in this perpetual cycle. Um, and, uh, and yet it's a virtually unknown cancer. It's, it's amazing. But, uh, yeah, if, if, you know, this walk on Sunday, um, and we just do it once a year, uh, for myeloma Canada, um, the, the funds raised will, will really, really make a difference. Are there any hospitals more associated with treatment than others or? Ooh. That's a great question. Um, uh, <laughs> the, all the hospitals, um, well, when I say that, the, the ones that I've sort of been, been at, which has been Surrey Memorial and um, uh, Vancouver General, that they're, they're well into this. That if they have BC cancer um, uh, sort of associated with it, that, that it's, it's, uh, uh, kind of a treatment outlet, but Royal Columbia, and there's like, I'm sure all the hospitals uh, are aware of this, but kind of the, the main one actually for BC is Vancouver General, as far as like stem cell transplants. Um, that's where it happens. Uh, they have a very uh, uh, proactive uh, uh, bone marrow, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, sort of a facility there. And, uh, but all of the, the hospitals are, are aware of this. And again, my, my oncologist at uh, Surrey Memorial, Dr. Dr. Schustick, uh, very, very knowledgeable and uh, active uh, treatment centers uh, for this. So kind of, they're all, they're all over the place, but kind of this, this main way of treating multiple myeloma with the stem cell, it kind of happens at uh, VGH. For people that sometimes get a little confused about stem cells can you explain a bit about what stem cell treatment yeah. is? yeah you bet uh again from my own sort of uh, uh non-oncologist point of view but the um, stem cells are really kind of the the precursor uh to to any other cell in your body um they're a cell that hasn't been assigned to anything yet so they're kind of like a they're they're a, a kind of a really almost like a pure a blank slate uh, a very uh, uh, strong cell that hasn't been assigned to your brain yet or your liver yet or your spleen or whatever. Um, so they're new cells. They're, they're um, uh, healthy, strong cells that eventually will end up in some, you know, uh, body part uh, or, or internal organ and will, you know, sort of stay there. Um, so stem cells are, are clean. They're strong. Um, and, uh, the body produces them, um, all the time. Again, they're, they're sort of produced and then the body sort of says, okay, well, we want you to go to, you know, the brain or we want you to go to the heart or we want you to go to this sort of spot. And that's where they go and, uh, sort of replenish in, in that area. That's why, um, when we say a stem cell transplant, uh, you can either do it from your own cells or have a donor, um, more, more common to have it from your own cells where they give you these shots that will cause the body to, to produce more stem cells and then they harvest them or, um, 
they collect them. And uh, I, I'm just amazed at the medical uh, ability that, that we have to, to collect stem cells. Uh, when I had my stem cell uh, harvesting, uh, big needle in one arm, uh, small needle in the other arm, um, every drop of blood in your body exits your body and enters your body three times in about six to eight hours. And so the blood comes out, it's spun. Uh, and because cells have different molecular weights, um, they know that this is a red blood cell and that's a plasma cell and this is a stem cell. And they just collect all the, all the uh, stem cells. Um, and then, you know, you, everything else goes back into you. They hold on to these stem cells um, and then give you high dose chemo uh, that really just hammers your body. You lose your hair, you lose, you know, it's just, everything's really, but it, it beats up the myeloma uh, cancer. Um, and now you need rescuing uh, because there is collateral damage. It, it does affect other, you know, parts of your body and cells. So they, they pour in all of these stem cells, which are really strong, you know, newly made cells and that they just pour into the body and they go to different places and uh, slowly your body starts to come back and your, and your hair grows and, and, uh, and stuff like that. Well, that gave me a great picture. So, you know, I, I, I watch football yeah. and it's the special teams, you know, so I see these, you know, these recruits and then yes. you know, they're assigned the special teams according to what their strengths are. That's right. Special teams there. That's what they are. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Well, we're going to hear a song about teamwork, and then we'll come back and get the top three things, recommendations you will make for people, and then we'll also connect people again with how to take part in the March on Sunday. If we are wise, 
is Charlotte Trail, your own sister C here at the place to be CJSF Radio 90.1 in Burnaby. One of the things that I love about CJSF is that we can have a range of discussions. We have conversations about music, about health, about social issues. And in this show, we listen up, I speak up, you listen up, and then act upon what you've heard. Today, we're giving you some things to act upon with our special guest, who is Dr. Phil Harbridge. He's a retired high school teacher, uh, marathon runner, who after being diagnosed with multiple myeloma, endured the different treatments and had such a level of of faith and gratitude that he works as a peer support group, both an advocate and in conducting a peer support group. So I'm going to ask you, Dr. Harbridge, what are the top three things that you want people to remember about myeloma. Yeah, um, this is great. And thank you so much uh, for, for this time. Um, I think the awareness of myeloma, um, again, different than melanoma, um, <laughs> which is important. Um, myeloma, different thing, blood cancer. Um, and uh, uh, just to be aware of it, myeloma myeloma it's in your blood um it's uh something that uh just to just to be aware of that i wish that all of our doctors um our general practitioner whatever if when a person needs a uh, some blood work done that the that the markers for myeloma were a part of this just general uh, blood work because this thing seems to be lurking. Um, and like I said to you, Charlotte, before, there's more people that are walking around with this thinking they just have back pain because they're elderly um, or not even elderly. They could be in their 30s or 40s. Um, and, uh, you know, they don't, they're not aware of this. So just to be aware of the fact that um, there's this blood cancer. Um, and it's becoming much more prevalent. Um, and to ask your doctor, um, you know, can we just do a, a can we do a check for multiple myeloma? Um, if your doctor happens to say the word anemia, boy, really ask them. You know, uh, if you go into your doctor and you say, I've, I've been experiencing back pain and I'm a bit tired, ask them about getting myeloma markers checked in your blood work. Um, so that's the first thing. I think the second thing is. Um, 
support. Um, we talked about the march this Sunday, October 18th, uh, uh, Myeloma Canada, uh, Myeloma March. It, again, if you support, if you can support a dollar, ten dollars, whatever, um, if you can support that, it's going to a very, very effective um, cause as staying local in the Lower Mainland uh, to treat this, to research this, to really, um, you know, aggressively understand and, and uh, um, go at the, the treatment of uh, multiple myeloma. So support in that way if you can. Um, even if you just encourage some people that walk by you wearing red in your neighborhood that might be on the march, um, ask them a bit about it or something. But also to support in the sense of if you know someone or if you yourself have been diagnosed and, and you just need to have some place to go to tell your story, to have some people listen to you as you share your journey. Um, the the therapeutic nature of that, the cathartic nature of being able to say, this is, this has been my journey. Um, this is how I was, you know, blown out of the water by a diagnosis or here's, you know, here's what I need to get off my chest. So support would be the second thing. And then the third thing I, I think is um, just check out the Myeloma Canada uh, website, uh, www.myeloma, M-Y-E-L-O-M-A.ca. Um, there, the, the resources there, the, um, uh, just the opportunity to get involved and to, uh, to understand this more, to, to connect with different, um, professionals, support groups, whatever it is, uh, you'd be amazed. Uh, it, there, there's good ones in the States as well, but let's stay in Canada and, and, the, and sort of the research of, of stuff that's going on here and the approved, uh, medications and treatments that are here, um, that, those would be my, my top three things, awareness, support, um, and just kind of research it a bit. Uh, myeloma needs to be more, more aware in our, in our society. Yeah, I think you've highlighted the point of being an advocate for yourself. Sometimes yeah. people are so not wanting to hear that they have cancer that yeah. if the doctor doesn't say it, they don't approach it. But I think when you're yeah. hearing that word anemia and having an uncommon level of, of backache to just ask, you know, could you check my blood for markers? They take all this blood out anyhow. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's a few more drops to, you know, to, to uh, check on it. That's right. Uh, and then knowing that there's support so that uh, going to the myeloma.ca website, is there a separate website uh, or phone number for the Surrey uh, multiple myeloma support group? Yes. Hold on. I don't have it on the top of my head. Um, it's on the site. Um, the Myeloma Canada has all of the different support groups in all of the cities. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Surrey support group um, is on there. Uh, not a, not a separate phone number, but there is a uh, sort of a web. It, it'll connect you through the Myeloma Canada site. Um, and there's a Facebook page and uh, as well. Um, but you'll be able to connect with any, any of them uh, in the lower mainland or, in, or across Canada. Yeah, I think so. That's the good news that there is support that are, while it's there isn't a cure yet, they are very much along that pathway. Yeah. Uh, the advances have been very fast from the time you were diagnosed up to now. There's almost double the life expectancy or that's prognosis right. that's given. So that's those right. are some uh, wonderful positive thoughts that I'm glad that you were able to share with us today. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I know it's uh, 
we're, we're farther ahead than we were um, just a year ago or, or a, a decade ago. So it's uh, lots to be positive about. And then the positive value of, of family members. If you're a friend or family member, rather than cringing at, oh, my God, cancer, yeah. <laughs> reaching out to knowing that the love, the support, the encouragement, you know, um, after you talked about that family, the body <laughs> experiences after yeah. um, uh chemo treatment, just being that person that encourages, has a, a smile, a cup of tea, yeah. soup, whatever it is that helps yeah. the person to just get to the relief and the regeneration that's on the other side of what might be a powerful medical treatment. That's right. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So I will be, I, I have do I have on red today? No, I have on rust. I have something red that <laughs> cool. I can put on. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. On Sunday. And it starts at 11. I mean, virtually, it's yeah. virtual time. So you could start at any time. But yeah. the Myeloma Canada, fourth annual Vancouver Multiple Myeloma March starts Sunday, October 18th at 11 a.m. Yeah. And you might see people in your neighborhood or, you know, around town. Um you know, walking in these groups with red on. Um, but yeah, starts at 11. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being uh, supportive. Thank you for the information that you've shared. And I share with you a vision of continued success in your healing journey. Oh, thanks so much, Charlie. I appreciate all that you're doing. Okay. Well, until we talk again, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. Okay, and so when they ask me what time it is, I always say it's love time, poem time. I'll see you again next week at 10 here on CJSF Radio 90.1 in Bernabe or across the world at cjsf.ca. Love Love.